0: and hello everybody it is tom Chenault. it's adrian Chenault, and it is the one and only tom Chenault look-alike, richard brooke we are here <laughs> on the legacy leadership radio show tv show podcast sign me a cast everything cast and we're very very excited with our new logo our new philosophy and what's going to happen to you today because it's going to be big time we are going to go deep with richard brooke it is going to be fantastic the guy is a thought leader of epic proportion. I uh, I don't know anybody in my life who's had more of an impact on me intellectually in this process, in this whole entire my life. I mean, you have no idea what happens to me on the majority of most of the shows I've done for the last 15 years, because no matter whether it was my commercials, because of the kindness of Genesis Communication Network putting us on the air all these years for free. So we actually had actual radio commercials versus the podcast that everybody else has. So I, and Richard Brook would just scream at me every day because of the commercials, because it's all conspiracy stuff and survivor stuff. And I said, they're paying the bills, Richard. So he finally acquiesced to that because he thought he might get a show of his own. But I love this guy as much as I love anybody in my life. And you people need to know that because I don't think he gets that kind of rep because he's not that warm and fuzzy, but <laughs> inside he is. So over to you, Adrian. What do you think? <laughs> oh, plus he killed me
1: at pickleball. <clears throat> that was that was, that was, that was the sheets right there. But that I will tell you. All right. We'll get into that more later. But I will just say I would like to I, we're going to do the resin check on that pickleball paddle. I've never seen a ball spin like that in my life. (laughs) So Richard, so good to have you here. I'm really glad we had you back in this new format because I feel like I am able to exercise more editorial control and we're going to have some fun today. How does that sound?
2: All you need is a mute button, Adrian. That's all you need is a mute button.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's been fun.
1: (laughs) So Richard, what I what I really want to camp out in today is is talking about the authentic networker and what that means to you. And so, the new show is called Legacy Leadership, and you know we've evolved this thing to really I think get much closer to the heart of what we're really about. And it, it's about how do we how do we create something that has a legacy. So part of that's you know the legacy of of my dad to me, but I think much bigger than that it's that the right kind of leadership, the right kind of way of showing up in the world is in, you know, it leaves a lasting impact on people. It leaves a lasting legacy on people. And so you've done so many amazing things. You, you have huge influence in the network marketing profession and beyond, but I, I want to talk about this thing that you have created uh, in the last several years. I actually don't exactly know how long you have really been pushing on that, but talk about the, the birth of the authentic networker and, and why that idea has become so important to you.
2: Well, thanks, Adrian. It, you know, the the application of it primarily for me is network marketers, but the application is universal and and global. And it just, it really all boils down to that you and I can manifest and create pretty much anything we want to create. I I suppose there's domains where it doesn't matter. I don't really know what those are, maybe sports or something, but at least the life that I've studied the last 45 years, whatever you and I want to create, the access to it is other people. It's, It's not us creating something, maybe if you're an athlete, but in business... In the people business, it's your relationship with other people. And, you know, the the, the art that we're not taught traditionally is, you know, how do you connect with other people? And how do you be with other people so that those other people want to support you, want to champion you, want to introduce you to other people they know? And, you know, I was on a a call today, two calls today, and I was thinking about the two of you. I'd actually forgot that we were going to do this thing today, but I was just thinking about the two of you. And I was sort of marveling in, I was talking to this one guy, his name is Joe Soto, who if you haven't had him on your show, I highly recommend. Um, He's like, I don't know, he's a marketing guy. He's a digital social media marketing guy. Very, very successful. And, um, you know, I'm just listening to him pour into me. Hey, you know, you could do this, you could do that. I could introduce you to this person, that person. He was just a wealth of contribution into me. And uh, he interviewed me. So I was on his podcast, but then we talked for an hour and 20 minutes after the podcast. And he just poured into me these gifts of, of of brilliance and connections and, and support and ideas and coaching. And it was just, again, it was huge. I I could have paid him $25,000 for what he gave me in an hour and 20 minutes. And the whole time I'm present to it, I'm thinking the only reason I'm talking to Joe Soto is that Ken Walls recommended that I talk to Joe Soto and set me up. Like he told Joe, Hey, you got to have Richard on your show. he, he endorsed me, He re- and you know, I didn't pay him to do that. You, I've paid a guy $2,000 a month to introduce me to podcasts. I didn't pay Ken anything. But Ken and I reciprocate in this, hey, let me listen to you, Ken. Let me share some ideas with you. And he does the same thing for me. And I, I one of the reasons I was thinking about the two of you is I was wondering, now, how did I get introduced to Ken? Was that you? Did you introduce me to Ken? You probably did. I don't remember.
0: No, I introduced you to last week's guest, Mark Victor Hansen. <laughs>
1: okay, there you go. Um, hey. is that, so, is that I, a calling card? I'm sorry,
2: <laughs> He wishes. He introduced me to Mark Victor Hansen. But the whole point is that that you can you can go at relationships one or two ways, and the way that most people go at relationships is they meet somebody, and they're Sort of their habitual paradigm, their way of thinking is what can this person do for me? How can I sell this person whatever I have to sell? Or how can they help me? Or how can I, I mean, really, the bottom line is how can I use this person for my own personal gain? And the way that shows up in the practical sense is if you and I are talking, I just meet you perhaps. What I'm going to be thrown to do if I'm a normal human being is make the conversation about me. I'm going to want you to hear my stories. I'm going to want you to hear my opinions. I'm going to want to sell you on my opinions. I'm going to have a tendency to kind of tell you what I think you should do and how you should move in the world and and what you should value. I'm going to be thrown to kind of want to make you like me. And so I'm going to dominate the conversation and I'm going to do most of the talking. And, and, you know, if you are talking, if you're telling me a story or you're telling me something about you, I'm going to have a sort of a listening for, Oh, as soon as Adrian takes a breath, I'm going to jump in and tell him what I know about this or my fish story or right. And so our paradigm with other people is me, me, you give me, I get from you like that. And the flip, which will allow you to, I believe, get most anything in the world you want, is see people as a vessel in which you can pour your gifts. And one of your greatest gifts that you can give, give another person is your own sincere, not as a strategy, but your own sincere interest and curiosity in who are they? Yeah. What do they think? What have they done with their life? Where do they disagree with you and be fascinated by that disagreement as opposed to be polarized by it? And if you can just be curious about other people and and ask them questions and take it all in and listen and learn and And know who they are and bring that into your heart. That's the number one gift that you can give people. And then if you'll take it to the next level and be thinking, like I know the two of you have made a life of thinking. When you meet somebody, you're thinking, how can I contribute to them? Who can I introduce them to? How can I support them? How can I champion them? How can I promote them? And, you know, that's, that's the bottom line of the authentic networker. It's yeah. it's all about building a network of people that you're contributing to that you know and you love and you appreciate and not seeing them as what can I get from them? What can I sell them? How can I sign them up? How can I get them? How can I get something out of them? Instead of it's just simply, what can I give to them? And then trust the universe that somehow, some way you're gonna get taken care of. You know, Zig Ziglar said it best, right? We make everything complicated. You can get everything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. And the number one thing other people want is they want to be seen. They wanna be heard and they wanna matter. And you and I can do that just through our gift of listening.
1: Yep. Well, and you know, I I think the authenticity piece is so important because it's amazing. I, I'm just thinking on some people in my life who I really value and they routinely contribute to my life. And because I know it's genuine and I don't feel as though I have to question their, if they have an ulterior motive, you can bet that it is literally like clockwork. Every time they do something nice for me, I cannot let, my subconscious can't rest until I have figured out a way to return the favor to them. And there's just this beautiful thing that I think when you do that authentically and you do it really with the desire to, to contribute and with trust that it will come back to you somehow, but not an expectation that it will come to you tit for tat, that what ends up happening is that it, it does, it, it immediately turns around and allows it to come back to you. It, it does almost come back just like that, like a boomerang, but it's, it's like a, a secret. I don't, I, I, it's a, it's one of these things that it's like, you can, you can pervert it so quickly and so badly, and then it, then it stops working. But yeah. if you can keep your head in that space, it's, it's truly magical. So we got about a minute to break. I want to give you a chance to, to weigh in there, but don't give a long answer. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot believe the rule. You, you have 45 seconds.
0: <laughs> so here's the deal, you guys. <laughs> He's absolutely, nobody's done as much personal development in this space for as long, in my opinion, as Richard. And it goes all the way back to the same thing. I'm going to get, I've got to do something to shock people at this seminar I'm speaking at next weekend. And I think my sweater, my shirt is going to say, I am a human, not a prospect. Please treat me that way. Because everybody's got such an agenda, they don't even see me. And what we're trying to do is teach you to see people and drop them where they are instead of where your agenda takes them. We're coming back right after this. This is the Legacy Leadership Radio Show with Adrian and Tom Chennault. I can't what? say it. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. <laughs> Who would have known
1: it was going to be that hard for me to say? Brooke My is, wife's on here watching. She's got hearts. She loves Brooks. She's the greatest. Me. She did you a solid by not calling it the vulnerability leadership show. We'd never. Get oh, we'd be product. dead. I can't say vulnerable.
0: Okay, not, yeah, that that's perfect. like the
1: first time I've ever
0: said it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Neil Saunders, how you doing? Uh that's Christmas why, Christmas. why don't you take your
1: pants off and go story. on stage.
0: See if that's Just crazy.
1: Good man. Go yeah. ahead. I love Jared Maidenberg. It is. that is. There's a lot of good people here cheering you on. Cat. And Kat Ritter, we love you. Thanks for being here and, and cheering us on. And all of you that uh, commented yesterday on my extremely vulnerable text
0: <laughs> post, I want to thank you. Cause I was having a bad day and it was really, really cool to have all of you. Just, I mean, I've never seen anything like that. Uh, I broke, I broke Facebook. It was really crazy. Cause they said, nobody reads anything if there's no picture there. And I didn't put a picture up, but man,
1: did people hop on that baby. So yeah, that's an interesting, we should talk about that. I think that was, cause again, you can't, you can't fake that post. Yeah. But you never in a million years. So, so yesterday he posted so somebody, somebody took a shot at you. Well, they, they
0: didn't really take a shot at me. All they said was, I'm still drinking. I'm a shitty network marketer. And <laughs> then I cheat on my wife. I don't think that's, that's taking not, much I mean, of a that, shot at that's, me. That's,
2: that's mild. That's for and network they put marketing it on Facebook. That's mild. And this was
0: a friend of mine.
1: And 50 people liked it. That's what went I was flipped out. I was so upset. Oh, you gotta, yeah. We got to figure out something terrible
0: to do to those. People. Yeah. Those people were done. But anyway, yeah. So I took it personally and I just kind of wrote it from my heart and you can't believe what happened. So yeah, it was cool. You didn't call me. That's a, that's a first I've called you for everything. Oh yes, I did. Actually, you have missed more calls from me over the last week than any human on the planet. What happened? We're in the break so I can chastise you. Did you call me yesterday? A ton. I was so shook up. I needed a friend. You were like my lifeline on who wants to be a millionaire. Well, yeah. I, was
2: bu- I was busy.
1: <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Talking to Jared Maidenberg. All right, <laughs> keep going. But I think, you know, so you, people talk about like the, the funeral test, right? Like who, if, if you were gone, if something bad happened to you, if somebody slandered you, you know, what would happen? Would people come to your defense? Would they care? Would they notice? Would it matter and that was like a little mini experiment in the kind of contribution that you can make and how it manifested in people really, you know, going out of their way to express the way that you've touched their life. That's a pretty cool thing.
0: It was a miniature Tom funeral.
1: Just wow. like Tom Sawyer. Awesome. I missed it. <laughs>
2: i don't want to miss your i want to miss your funeral because i want to (laughs) i want to watch steve wallach carry your your ashes (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's awesome i told you i only need one pallbearer it would be him that's a good memory he mapped that that was really good all right i'm a
2: contact mapper kind of mind like a trap.
1: oh my goodness so so a little bit about the sponsor of the show contact mapping uh here here's a, a little whisper breaking news So many of you have been asking for a long time, does this thing have a desktop version? Can I have my assistant named Susie Sylvester help me to do my stuff? And I laid hands on it for the first time today, Richard, and every other leader in the world that is in that situation. And I am going to blow your lid off, my friend. It is
2: better name it after me
1: the Richard Brook honorary web app. So go to contactmapping.com and you want to be on our list so you can see this thing. Hold on Oh my second. gosh, what a breakthrough.
0: And we're back. It's the, legacy... <laughs> it's the legacy leadership radio show. Adrian and Richard Brook are having a compelling conversation and I bring you in and take you out. So I'm done. Back to you, Adrian.
1: <laughs> oh, father. It's true. Okay. (laughs) Just kidding. So this is our, this is our kind of lightning round segment. So let's, let's pick off, pick up where we left off in, inside of that conversation. Cause you have been spending some, some time really uh, helping people to understand what it means to actually, you know, authentic is a word that has, has become this word that kind of gets thrown around. I think a lot of people want to do that, but it kind of, it's almost a word that people don't really actually know how to live into the meaning of that word. And so what does it mean as a network marketer to be an authentic networker, Richard?
2: Yeah, well, it's a little dicey to get to the heart of it. um, Because, you know, if you're a network marketer or a mortgage broker or a real estate person or, you know, doing anything, business, new business development is part of the agenda, right? You're Your purpose is to build the business. And so, you know, the the paradigm is the way I'm going to build the business is I'm going to identify prospects and I'm going to approach the prospects and pitch the prospects and sell the prospects. And that's the way I'm going to build the business. And I'm not saying that doesn't work. It, It does work. The challenge is it, you know, most people say no, right? No matter who you are or what you're selling most prospects say no. So you got to think if you think in long term, you're thinking like, okay, well if most people say no, I might be enrolling people or, you know, closing sales or generating new business, but what kind of wake of reputation am I leaving in the dust? Am I leaving behind me with the people that say no? And so if your approach is you see people as people that you can use to generate new business for you. And most people say no, then the feeling people have, the experience of people have of being in your process doesn't feel good. It feels like I said no and I got, I was used in that process. I'm discarded. I'm not of any use to that person anymore. And perhaps, you know, you, you bring in like the, overcoming objections okay so i say no because i don't have time or i don't have the money or i don't value what you're selling and what i get from the salesperson is an argument with oh you know well if you sleep 8 hours a day and and work 8 hours a day you got 72 hours a week free time what do you mean you don't have any time you know so I'm, not only am i you know not somebody that's in business with you but i'm rejected and then i'm on the way out the door i'm made wrong On the way out the door. That's a very old paradigm of sales, business development, and the paradigm that the three of us are embedded in is a different paradigm. It's a different process. Yes, we want to build our business, but what we value as much as our business is we value relationships. You know, before break we were talking about you know agenda and 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 motive and trust that if you build relationships, somehow, some way, it's going to come back to you. Well, here's a way it comes back to me immediately. When I meet somebody new, I've just trained myself to not see them as a prospect of somebody that I can use for business. I've trained myself to see them as the gold is not in new business development. The gold is in learning who they are and how they think and why they think that way. And pulling from the immediacy of the conversation, I get new education. I get new perspective. Maybe I get a friend instead of a customer. And in the end, I guess if you do business long enough, you reflect back and you go, you know, what's more valuable? Generating the maximum amount of new business every year? or generating a great amount of new business every year. And instead of leaving a wake of dissatisfied people that are rejected in the process, I embrace the wake as new friends, as people that have educated me. Everything I've ever learned in life, I've learned from other people. Not only from the people that I've done business with, but from people that I haven't done business with because I've listened. So the cheese, the gold in making it about the other person, you don't have to wait five or 10 years and hope it comes back tenfold. You can get benefit from engaging in people right now. I learned something from you, whether you do business for me or not. And if you can capture that as an authentic motive, then when you're engaging people, it's not a strategy. I'm not engaging with you and listening to you and making it about you so that I can Get it returned to me tenfold from the universe. I'm what I'm getting out of the conversation by making it about you and listening to you and serving you is I'm getting a relationship, and I value the relationship more than I do the revenue.
0: All right, hold it for a second. We have to take a, break. To have, with to take a break, Richard. Don't we? Mm-hmm. All right, we're coming back right after this network. Marketing Leadership Show now called the Legacy Leadership Show. It's Tom Chenault, and Adrian.
1: But I talked talk right through the whole thing. No, no you were perfect. We had, that you was were. that's the, that's the quick one. So that that was a perfect answer. And but the answer is yes, you did.
0: <laughs> we're not. We're, we weren't. We weren't surprised. All right. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, oh my, my gosh, Jesus. this is awesome. Is there some Inter- truth
2: to what Kimmy says? Is that regardless of all this rhetoric that I talk about, when I get a chance to talk, I talk everybody's ear off?
0: No, you're good. No, you, <laughs> no, you're actually
1: one. You're you're like our favorite guest of all time. Don't worry about that. So, Christine is one of our newest contact mappers. She's hanging out with us here today. She's been plugging in all over the place, so that's kind of cool. I, I ran into her, her today. Out. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah pretty she's fun. cool. That's pretty exciting we
0: are going to win this. There is no doubt about it. And today I called myself and I love this. And maybe this is the t-shirt, the great rememberer. Yeah. Cause that's all you have to do. You don't have to be hip slick and cool. You have to be like Richard Brook. He just brought something up out of the cheap seats about when a, A couple of years ago, I made a comment about all I need is one pallbearer because I'm going to get cremated and it's probably going to be this guy named Steve Wallach. I had forgotten I said that. And Richard wove that into the conversation in a remember, not as like a little rub out. Just a tremendously smart move to let me remember that he remembered, and it makes me makes me love him more. And that's what I want you to all think about: is how do you bounce into somebody's subconscious that you actually remember things about them? And that's what you're all
1: about, right? It, it's so huge, and it was really cool. We we did. This thing yesterday. we 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 do a, a a training every week for our premium members that um that Richard, I actually I need to talk to you about getting getting you plugged in there because I think it'd be really amazing to to do it together. but we we were talking about the holiday season and just how this is kind of a time where a bunch of crap comes up for all of us and and for I think this year maybe more than ever. And so we we went through an exercise. we took just a couple of minutes to just kind of put our energy on who comes to mind, who shows up for you. And it was the the most incredible thing. Uh, During that two minutes, somebody who hadn't come to mind yet, but should have been on that list, messaged me out of the blue. And we're going to get together next week. And two other people who I needed to, who I really felt were on my heart. I wrote down on my list, both of those two out of seven people that I wrote down, two of them contacted me out of the blue, which is unlike them yesterday. And one of them, I had one of the most heart touching conversations I've ever had uh, as a result of doing that. And that person's probably going to be a customer for life as a result of that conversation. But that was 0% the motivation behind me doing it. And that's that's what we need to be literally in the business of doing. And it's the most beautiful thing in the world because it it doesn't feel like you're in the business of anything when you're doing that because it just feels good. It feels like you're living out your values and you're living out being more intentionally and more uh, you, more fully the person that you want to be, the best version of you. And oh, by the way, All of a sudden, you're creating more in the way of business results. And I think where contact mapping really is an important piece of that puzzle is, one, that you're surrounded by a group of people that are of like heart, of like mind, that are going to encourage you in that journey. But you're also getting a tool that's making it so that it's not relying on your discipline, your organization, your you know, having everything in front of you at all times in any other capacity where that's just that so often is the thing that fails us. That's all that's just taken care of. And now you get to go and just do your best work. And so that's really what contact mapping is for. And there is a free version of our app. You can absolutely go check that out right now, but you really, you gotta be premium because what that does for you is it plugs you into these kinds of conversations that we're having as a community. And what I'm seeing happening for people inside of that community, inside of goal setting, inside of learning and then applying powerful new things is remarkable both for their businesses and for just the kind of humans that they are. So uh, we're going to te- come back to the show here in just a second, but go check that out.
2: Beautiful. I'm so happy you're doing that. Thank you.
0: And we're back. It's the Legacy, legacy Leadership Radio legacy, Show with Adrian Legacy, Shana-talks Legacy.
2: It's the Legacy La- Leadership <laughs> oh Show. God.
0: And Richard <laughs> Brook, the scab picker of all time. And we are having some fun today, but we're also talking some pretty serious stuff we are and that's important so over to you
1: <laughs> you are allowed to ask questions okay. for the record but I'll, I'll, I'll ask one first so you talked about this a little bit in in the last segment richard that there there some would say there's a tension i'm curious if you if you like that term or not there's there's a thing that on one hand we're trying to be these authentic people that genuinely see the payoff in in being able to learn from people, to love people, to contribute to their lives. But on the other hand, I've got some bills to pay and I didn't join this thing because I wanted to save the world. I joined this thing because I like need to make something happen. And isn't this a much slower way to get there? I think I I hear that and I often don't hear it, but I feel it or I see it behind people's eyes. And so what's, what is your perspective on that? I think kind of natural fear or tension that arises for people when they think about going about the business in this way?
2: Yeah, great question. So basically what I teach people is two ways of being, two um, action funnels. So it doesn't matter if you're in network marketing or it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you have a business, new business development, Is a big part of what you need to do. And so, you know, some people, their new business development is all advertising or, you know, you know, maybe some kind of funnel or something like that. But you know, what what you and I are talking about is relationships and connections and, you know, real people, person to person. So what for whatever that is a however you use that in your life, there's two ways to exercise it. So let's just call it network marketing, no matter what you do, if you're marketing to your network. So most people, I think the statisticians will tell you the average person knows 250 people. That's how many people would come to their funeral or if they could afford it, would, they would invite to their wedding, right? So if you know 250 people, and that's not enough people to build the business that you wanna build, then what you need to do is add to the 250 that's the process of meeting people and connecting with people so what we're talking about is when you meet somebody what is the what is that process about and instead of when you meet somebody making the process about me 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 or let me tell you what i'm doing or let me tell you why you should buy what i okay that will produce one outcome which people don't feel good about that connection But if you use the new encounter to make it all about the other person, what you do is you build your network. So if you're networking, if you're a networker, you're always looking to build your network. So you can have 250 people in your network, or you can have 25 people in your network, or 25,000 people in your network. And that's a process of you connecting with people, serving people, remembering people. It's not just remembering stories about people. How about just remember who they are and where you met them? How about just remember that you know them? I know thousands of people. I can't remember I know them because I never kept track of the whole process. I don't even know who they are. I don't remember where I met them. I don't remember their name. They're not on my radar because I don't have a system for that. That's contact mapping. So as a networker, you're always bringing people in the top of your funnel that you're connecting with and serving, bringing them into your network. Now to your question, Adrian, well, is that the slow way to build a business? I don't think so. Because when somebody's in my network, so if I was selling something and the two of you are in my network, I know you, I have a relationship with you, how I've treated you to bring you into my network, had you feel good about me? When it's time to do business, Adrian... I wouldn't think twice about calling you and saying, Adrian, I'm selling this. This is what it does. Would you do me the honor of looking at it to see if it's a fit for you? That's not asking you curiosity questions and learning about your cats and your dogs and your kids and your spouse and what you did on summer vacation. That's business. But who am I doing business with? somebody that trusts me, somebody that likes me, somebody that enjoys a conversation with me. And I'm not calling you up and manipulating you and closing you and pressuring you and telling you, Adrian, you need to buy this or, you know, the authentic way is, Hey, if you'll trust me, Adrian, enough to tell you an authentic story about my product, a truthful story, I'll trust you enough to make your own decisions about what's in your best interest to buy. How about that as a
0: relationship? So one thing that you have taught me is your 416, 64, 256, 1024, 4096. Let's face it, this whole numbers game and throwing it against the wall and hoping something sticks is ridiculous. Four great relationships done right, set up and completed, set people free, don't they? You get four leaders who go get their four leaders, who go get their four leaders. The party's on and you can't even stop that bus because you took the time to stop passing past the person that can build the business. Nothing makes me crazier. And I go to, lunch with people all the time that are supposedly big network marketers. And the first thing they want to show me is how they recruit their waitress. No, (laughs) have a real conversation with me, eyeball to eyeball and be with me. And that's what I'm telling you to do. Go find your four, be with them and teach them to find their four and let the magic of geometric progression take over. Right, Richard?
2: Yeah. And, and, you know, a big mistake that we make, like we wonder, why can't we find the four that want to do this? Is you got to ask yourself who I'm being and what I'm saying, how I'm being in front of the four. If those people just take one person. So if I'm looking to inspire you, Adrian, to build with me. If who I'm being, what I'm saying, how I'm moving with you leads you to say to yourself, I can't do that. I don't want to do that. That doesn't look fun. That doesn't look real. That doesn't look. If the prospect doesn't say, I can do that. If they say anything other than, I can do that. You don't get the duplication of 41664. That only comes when everybody who comes to the party looks at the role model, that's you and me, and they say to themselves, I can do that. So, what are we doing? What are we saying? How are we saying it? Who are we being in front of the people we're looking to inspire such that they look at us and say, I can do that. I want to do that. That looks like it feels good to do that. Yeah. You know, sometimes we're so sophisticated and we're so successful and we're so powerful and we're so wonderful, whether it's our online marketing or our social media profile or our public speaking or how much we know about all the products or the opportunity and how slick we are, That, yeah, we're really impressive. So impressive that somebody who could have been one of our four looks at us and says, well, you're real cool, but I'm not that cool. Yep.
1: Yep. Denise. Look at Denise Chanel <laughs> out there this commenting like great. a mad woman. <laughs> cool. don't you just, great, why don't you get Denise on this show? I know. We really should. That's that We we have missed the trick there. I you told her thought, she had a You weight. ever thought about rotating Tom with Denise? <laughs> that is. Uh, <laughs> I just need somebody else to say it. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> Richard, what are, what are some things? Like, I, I, there's, there's some easy straw men here that we could just go, don't do that. That's stupid. We, I I think this audience gets that, but what are some things that you see people do maybe for the right reasons, but are the wrong behaviors inside of this idea of somebody looking at what you do from the outside and saying, I could do that. I would want to do that. That would feel good to you.
2: Well, I think one of the most popular things that gurus have taught people and seven-figure earners have modeled people in the last five or 10 years is social media, that the way you're going to build a successful business is be a social media phenom, you know, be live every day on all channels. Um, and and I'm not saying that's not authentic and real for some people, my experience is most people that could be very successful networkers look at that and they say, I can't do that. I don't want to do that. Um, you know, if you even get a little deeper into the social media model, it's okay. It's great to get a hundred people to comment on your live, but if you don't comment back on every comment, you lose the algorithm, you lose the traction, right? So now you're, telling your new person you want to inspire not only do you need to go live every day but you got to sit there on your computer and oh thanks adrian oh thanks tom oh same back to you oh yo no i love you more oh you're so wonderful oh thank you for telling me you're wonderful but you're even more wonderful than i'm wonderful thank you so much i love you blah, blah 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 blah. right so i'm not saying that doesn't work for some people i just i don't think that's a duplicatable strategy for the masses nor is scripts you know so okay you know here's i'm, I'm gonna call people up and I'm, I'm gonna read them this script this is my script you know i've found that this works you know universally for all people and you know use this script and I, you know i i don't think most people want to be the person that calls people they know and reads them a script yeah. i don't think most people Want to close, you know, what is closing? What's basically taking somebody who doesn't want to buy and making them wrong and stupid because you have some mastery of manipulation that they don't have. And so what comes out of the conversation because you box them into a corner is they say yes, uh, begrudgingly. And does that duplicate? People really want to do that? Do people really want to argue with their friends about whether or not they should buy something or join something? I don't think they do. Faking it till you make it. You know, I'm all about creating a vision, having posture, stepping into your vision.
0: (laughs) We're on final again. Yeah, but do you really? (laughs) We'll be right back right after this. I'm talking. It's (laughs) Wackadoodle Jones, and we'll be right back. That is so funny. Adrian's kicking the shit out of me, trying to get you to uh, stop talking, and I go, "It's impossible." Why don't you get a get a bell, Adrian?
1: <laughs> Jeez, all right, we'll get get a
0: bell. <laughs> oh, boy, you're fine, man. You just gotta back off that vodka a little bit. <laughs> all right, keep going.
1: Oh my goodness, it's ridiculous. <laughs>
2: hey, can yeah. I just say, not that I haven't said it before, that if I would have contact mapped everybody I've ever met, forget about in the last 45 years, Tom, if I would have just contact mapped everybody I've met in the last 10 years, I know for, I just know for a fact in my bones, I know uh, that add probably a hundred to $200,000 a month to my income. Yeah. I just, I don't even remember who they are, let alone be reminded that I met them how I met them, maybe send them a text message. You know, so a guy, get this, a guy showed up on my text yesterday that there was a thumbs up in my text. Is it okay if I'm talking right now? You're great, go.
0: Like we have a choice? Yeah, go ahead.
2: (laughs) A guy guy put a thumbs up on my text message, Buddy Bowman from Destin, Florida, and so I thought, wow, that's weird. I haven't heard from Buddy in, you know, about four years. And, you know, it's not that I've totally forgot Buddy or where I met him or how I know him, but he just doesn't show up on my radar, right? evidenced by I've not reached out to Buddy in four years. I get a thumbs up on my text message. So I'm thinking Buddy's reaching out to me. What well, must've been like a butt thumb A butt text, whatever those are, right? Butt thumb. Yeah, butt thumb. And so I sent him a text. I said, hey, buddy, how you doing? And that resulted in a back and forth conversation, wonderful conversation from a butt thumb. But, you know, hey, guess what? Buddy lives in Destin, Florida. I just spent five days in Destin, Florida a month ago. I didn't think about Buddy while I was there. Now is Buddy a potential business? No, he's not. I don't know, maybe he is. But the point is, if I had contact mapping in my life the last 10 years, I'd have not 10 times more engagement with people that I've met, I'd have a hundred times more engagement. And it's, it's not always, maybe even not usually, the Buddy Bowman, that could result in something it's who buddy might know who buddy might refer me to who i might meet because of buddy you know we need to we we should create a graphic adrian some sort of dynamic what does this mean tom just mean wrap it up
0: <laughs> no no this means like going out graphic and, yeah, and yeah, no. graphic
2: create a dynamic living graphic that shows how the connections, second generation, third generation, fourth generation, fifth generation. Everybody should read the book, Steve Jobs, the, the biography on Steve Jobs and how he created Apple. It's so fascinating how many people, different people he met that all turned out to be failures or rejections or people he fired or people that fired him or, or business things gone
1: bad that a hundred people later turned into Apple. There you go. So crazy. All right. We got to switch over back to the show. Hold on one second. Nice job,
0: Richard. Contactmapping.com forward slash app.
1: Forward slash premium.
0: (laughs) Forward slash premium. All right. So welcome back. It is the Legacy Leadership Radio Mm -hmm. Show with Adrian and Tom Chenault. Final segment, the great Richard Brook. Don't you have another masterclass starting up like tomorrow? Monday.
2: What's it called? The five levers of leadership. How
0: do we get there from here? I don't know. (laughs) Send me a text and I'll send you one of my little affiliate links so I can make money. No, I'm kidding you. We will get you the soon link to will, this thing. will
1: post it. In yeah, more. we Here want we it
0: because go. it's going to be great. Yeah, so it's going to be incredible. And I tell you what, I have seen this guy change some lives. Just recently did one heck of a job. I love Richard Brook. He's got more skills in his toe than most people have in their whole body. You definitely want to go to leaderduplication.com forward slash five levers. It will be unbelievable. It's a miracle. No wonder he couldn't tell you what that was. He couldn't even pronounce it. Take it away. And you know, the first know. session
2: Monday night is free. Really? Yeah, it's free. Just come for 90 minutes. I'll I'll bury you with brilliance for 90 minutes and it's free. What time's the start? 4.30 Pacific.
0: 5.30 Mountain. So that way we could still go to pickleball.
2: There you go. All right. I might still be talking by nine, Tom.
0: Well, that's exciting. <laughs> that exciting. All right, ma'am.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. What's next? <laughs> so, Ta, I I have to say, I, I have been part of several of the master classes that Richard has done, and I can't recommend it highly enough. And so, you you really need to go and get behind the curtain on Monday and see what it's all about for free and, and decide if it's for you, but I, you will, you will not regret taking that time and going and plugging into what he is talking about, because it is not only very congruent with all of this conversation that we've had today, but it's really, really practical. And it's really like, it takes, these ideas that we have started to unpack, but that we only have so much time. And it really begins to show you like, this is how you could do that. And so it's 90 minutes, Neil. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. And so make sure you go there and, and plug into that because I, I, of everybody that we talk to, I, I truly, I say this I all the time. I think so too. Richard. Yeah, he's <laughs> is, the best. He's the best. He's the, he's the hey, most wait a second, with who we are. Hey, but
0: he's a terrible marketer. How many miles do we have to scroll through the website to find out it doesn't cost any money?
2: I don't know. I'm a horrible marketer. It's not, it's that's some, not my You jam. guys
0: can't believe it. I spent like three hours of my time, which is valuable, getting down to the fact that his last course costs like so little money. And it's so exciting. You want to do it. And I am going to tell you one thing right now, and I haven't, I'm I'm 95% committed. I'm going to do this course with you. Because I think it's. Oh, 95% committed? I have to have 5% of wiggle room. How's Uh, that a commitment? It's not. I didn't say it was a commitment. I said it was a 95% chance, not a commitment. But you know me well enough to know. I
2: I thought I heard heard 95% committed.
0: Yeah, I'm going to send
2: you. I'm going to send you a Wikipedia. <laughs> I'm, me, I'm
0: almost pregnant, so here we go. <laughs> so that's good. All right, so yeah, that will be fun. We'll all do it together. It will be. i um, Tony Gordon from Australia. Just registered. Great sweet. woman. Yeah. So that this is, is cool. Sweet.
1: That is so good.
2: Ask so, a profound question, Adrian. Get this I, back. I track. will.
1: I I I wasted too much time, so you have to give the short answer of this. But in two minutes. Thinking about the legacy that you want to leave of this work you're doing, what is what is the encapsulation of what legacy you want to leave behind, Richard?
0: Great question.
2: Well, as it relates to network marketing, which is my primary, like, driving the wedge in network marketing, I, I it's not that I want to. I am. Leading with others, not the only one. I'm just a co collaborator in the process. Uh, we're change agents in how people network and market, such that people change their viewpoint of network marketing. You know, we're the only people on the planet that are selling something. Let's call it network marketing as an income option. Everybody's got a product, yes but I'm talking about the opportunity, the income option. We're the only people on the planet that are selling something that all of our prospects, that's everyone we know, have already decided they're never, ever, ever, ever going to buy. Right? I mean, you don't believe me, go ask 100 of your friends, hey, uh, I'm doing one of these MLM things, selling you know widgets that are magical for weight loss. Do you want to do it with me? No, not ever. Don't ask me again. Nobody wants to do what we're doing. Yet we love what we're doing. Yet 400,000 people a week decide, they change their mind and decide to do it. There is some redeeming value to what we're doing. But why is the marketplace so resistant? Because for 75 years, network marketers have just been abusive. They've been stupid. They've been desperate. They've been greedy. They've been like hyenas out there, you know, like, you know, trying to grab every piece of fresh meat they can get and rip the meat from the bone and rank advance and get recognition and win the contest and make seven figures and and the public, our friends, our network, the people that we do have trust with, they don't like that. They don't like
1: the hyenas. They don't Hold on one like- second, Richard. Hold on one second. So go plug into Richard, leadership duplicate. He changed it leadership duplication.com <laughs> slash five levers. Go plug in there. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you next week. Don't leave. All right. We're off. And so, so finish, stay finish that thought. Stay on Facebook. Finish that thought. Are you that? I just got, I got, the, got the greatest compliment
0: on you from somebody in a private message, not on the screen. It's going to blow your mind. So So what I
2: am doing in collaboration with other people is I'm changing the way network marketers network and market such that the marketplace in the future will see network marketing kind of maybe the way it sees franchising today. We see franchising as a legitimate financial option, huge barriers to entry. But the way we see it is, you know what? if you like a franchise if you can raise the money it's a legitimate way to do business they're not scam artists they're not trying to abuse people when they're selling a franchise and yet that's the way the marketplace sees us and we've earned every bit of it and so i'm changing the way people see it so that a day in the future there'll be a tipping point i don't know if it's five years from now or ten years from now but there'll be a tipping point where the public sees what we do differently. The book, The Four-Year Career, is about educating them. Because if you go ask all those 100 people who hate network marketing, could you explain to me how it works? They can't. They get it wrong every time. They don't even understand it, yet they don't like it. So educate them and then engage with them in a way so they may say no still. But if I was to follow all the authentic networkers, and interview everybody they talked to that said no. And I said, hey, you said no to them, but is it because you didn't like them or you didn't like the way? What I want that prospect to say is, no, you know, it's just not the right time for me. It's not the right product for me. But no, I actually enjoyed the conversation. I felt honored, I felt respected. And if I were to say, hey, would it be okay if if they asked you again in six months? I I want that prospect to say, yeah, sure. They could hit me up again in six months. Maybe things will be different. We can create that tipping point change in the marketplace if we get millions of people to change the way they network and market and be authentic, be real, be transparent, be honoring, be interested in other people and lose the whole hyena,
0: hyena. You can't say it. I know that was so hysterical. It's worse than vulnerable. Yep. I noticed that you had trouble with that word, so I am going to rub it in. Lose <laughs> it. So there's there's a course out there called Est. And you know that from the, what's wrong? Get in the frame. Oh, get they in the frame. See you <laughs> well, they stuck a camera right in front oh, of I'm my sorry. face, All so right. I can't see Richard. So uh, <clears throat> and one of the offshoots of that was Lifespring. And Lifespring, or maybe even Lifespring was better be, before that. And the founder of Lifespring is a guy named Robert White, and Robert White is internationally famous. Just transformed the network marketing company Niken. is like he knows everybody. He knows Sam George's. He knows he's just one of the one of the most important thought leaders I know in my life personally. I know it, who he is, is,
2: but I've never met him.
0: Well, here's what he just said about you, and I'm gonna. I don't think I can get it big enough to see it on the screen because I am shocked, because I can't believe it. I just can't believe my eyes, I'm in shock. Now I understand why you've always raved about Richard Brooke. brilliant and authentic. Wow. He said that about you, and he didn't even put it on the screen, he's watching the show and he hit me on my phone, not on the, on the comments, but that's who you are for us. And behind your back, to guys like Robert White, who we're gonna get on this new show because it's a thought leader show. I say that because you are unbelievably important to us, Richard. And I don't know that you get the magnitude of that, but I don't know where I'd be without you. And I just wanna publicly say that to you.
2: Thank you, brother. I love you and I appreciate those words. And uh, I'm gobsmacked that Robert White said that, that he's even listening and for him to (laughs) offer those comments I mean, he is—he's like one of the most prolific change agents in the history of the world.
0: Yeah, I just—I just hooked you guys up together on text, so I know I'm going to get circumvented on this deal forever. And you're probably going to write a manifesto <clears throat> together. And I'm going to be sitting here with my hat in my hand again. But here goes another guest of mine out the window. Robert meet Richard. Richard meet Robert.
1: Bye bye, both friends. Yeah.
2: Thanks, Tom. <laughs> See you later. We're <laughs> no off the
1: Right off into the sunset. All right, Richard, thank you so much for this. I really enjoyed the conversation and I learned a lot. We love you.
2: Awesome. Love you guys too. Awesome new show. Great branding. Great name. I love it. Super love it, Adrian. Nice work. Thank you. It's all, it, all the credit goes to Denise. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Denise, yeah. You know, believe
0: it or not. <laughs> yeah, she Let's put the whole Denise thing together and we show. didn't even let her
2: on the show. <laughs> How about Denise and Kimmy together riffing? and ranting
1: how about that let's uh, that is a that is a done deal let's make it happen
2: all right oh, man we're out.